Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Man, am I excited uh, with the guest that I have on here today, Alan Blaine. Let me tell you about Alan. It's a mixture of passion and purpose and also a great opportunity for you to learn about if you feel like you're not living your passion or purpose and maybe you want to be doing something different. Alan Blaine is the former owner and CEO of a $40 million real estate investment company. After realizing that he was not pursuing his true purpose and calling, he launched what he calls Work From Anywhere Freedom Business, teaching everyday people how to create passive income streams from their phones. Within just six months, he had turned a $75 investment into a six-figure passive income. Today, he has grown his organization to include over 10,000 others spanning 10 countries, producing millions in annual revenue, and representing countless lives that have been positively impacted by his company's food supplement. Alan thoroughly loves coaching and is encouraging other entrepreneurs by sharing past struggles and mistakes he's overcome. Talk about overcoming, right? Hello, Overcomer Nation. And the mindset and strategies used to massively succeed both in business and at home. Alan is also the host of a top-ranked podcast called Life's Hard, Succeed Anyway. Again, just another alignment as to why I'm so excited to have Alan on the show, where his weekly guests share their stories, struggles, and strategies used to overcome their adversity and succeed anyway. When he's not working, Alan can be found hanging out with his family at their Nashville lake home, taking other wake surfing or fishing or training for triathlon. Come on, fitness enthusiasts, listen in. And, uh, or dating his wife, right? They're still dating. That's cool. His wife, Nicole. Alan has been married to Nicole for over 30 years, and they have been blessed with six children. That is so awesome. Alan, welcome to the show. Travis, I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man. I just love, you know, I've read your bio a few times, and uh, it's just so awesome, the amazing things that you're doing. And you know, I just celebrated 23 years of marriage myself, so you're already putting yourself in a, a very uh, single-digit percentage to be married as long as you have been. You don't look like you could be married 30 years, you know? <laughs> hey, we got married at the ripe old age of 20, and I just turned 51, so it's it's been a minute. Wow, that's awesome. Well, you know, let's just talk a little bit about that bio, because you had a $40 million real estate investment company, and then you changed gears. Can you... Uh, can you take us to that time in your life and tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to. And uh, so again, it's just a pleasure to get to be on here with you and somebody who's making such a big impact in the world. And we have so much in common. The more I learn about your story, the more I realize we're, we've both, <laughs> both overcomers and, and have a passion to serve and help others. So I love what you're all about and uh, been looking forward to this conversation for a while. So yeah, I would say, um, I, I found myself, this is not going back that far, Travis. I mean, this is only going back maybe 10 years ago. So, you know, for, for anyone that's listening that is even, you know, a middle-ager like I was, and I guess still am, um, in my 40, 40, 
41 year old age range and was really questioning what in the world am I doing? What I found was I always wanted, there's really just two things I wanted, Travis, in life growing up. You know, everyone says, I want to be this and I want to be that. I wanted to be a major league baseball player. And I did know at that, even at an early age, I wanted to be a husband and father. I wanted to be a family guy. I knew those two things. Well, the major league baseball, I never played past college. In fact, dropped out of college to get married at age 20, as I just shared. And what I found, fast forward 20 years, is I was running this company, making great money. As you said, we were doing $40 million a year. You know, we were, it was very profitable. And I realized I was living a life that I never really signed up for. What, what I skipped over is I spent a few years as a police officer with the California Highway Patrol early in my, early in our marriage. And I never really, once that dream of Major League Baseball was passed, I never really um, had some big burning passion to go make a bunch of money or accomplish some big, great thing. I did just want to live a productive life and I wanted to make an impact. That is one thing I did know I wanted to do. I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to help people. I wanted to serve others in some form or fashion. I just didn't know exactly what that looked like. And that's what drew me to police work for five years before I realized that wasn't really uh, my calling and purpose and it wasn't making the, the impact I thought it was going to make. And so again, fast forward 20 years, I'm 40, around 40 years old, I'm making a pile of money and I'm missing out, I'm working a lot. I'm traveling a lot. This is in the real estate and construction industry. So we're doing some building. This is post 2008. So we had shifted into flipping homes, which really became an incredibly lucrative thing for us. We were flipping 15 to 20 homes a month, just to give you kind of a, an idea of the scale that we were doing as a small family business, you know, That's a lot, and, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but I, what I found was I was working a lot. I was missing, literally missing out. We, as you said, we have six children. I was missing out. And that was a second, that was the, that was like the ultimate to me growing up and still is, is to be a great husband and father. And here I am working all the time, missing even birthdays, sometimes anniversaries, and I just had a, you know, a, a moment where I realized as I went through a storm, uh, a plethora of personal storms in my life during this season, this 10 year ago season around age 40, that I really reevaluated my entire life. Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? If it's just about the money, I never signed up for that. Even to this day, even though, you know, we make a great living doing what we do, it, it doesn't drive me. I mean, our money's great and I like it, but it does not by itself drive me. And so I don't, I forget what your question was exactly, Travis, but that was the season of my life when I went through challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge. And as I figuratively say, the waves, the set just kept coming, the wave just kept coming and I, I reevaluate, and that's when I realized, you know what, this is not where I need to be. This is not my purpose. This is not my passion. This is not my calling. It, it, it's really, it was just about the money for me at that particular career. And it wasn't where I needed to be. And that's when I went, made the pivot and a 180 degree pivot into a completely other career. And that was eight years ago, a little over eight years ago now. And I've never looked back. I've never regretted it. Well, yeah. And, you know, you answered the question perfectly because that's what I was asking is, you know, to kind of contextualize for us, you know, where you were at. It. And it's such a courageous move because so many are unhappy doing what they're doing, but then taking an action to change it. Now, that's another story. Right. Um, 
And, and so it was called the, you said, work from anywhere business, right? You know, I mean, like you decided instead of this real estate investment, you saw an opportunity and, uh, and tell us a little bit about, you know, this 180, this 180 degree turn that you made. Sure. Well, you know, if I took you back even further, you know, I said, we got married at 20. My wife was also a college athlete, volleyball. Uh, I was baseball. We met at 19. We married at 20, dropped out of school after our second year without any degree and, um, got, you know, got married and started going to work. She started working at a, at a fitness center for four dollars and twenty-five cents an hour in nineteen ninety-two, <laughs> and I started swinging a hammer for seven dollars an hour. And thankfully, we had a little farmhouse we could rent for one hundred and fifty bucks a month, and we survived at those first couple years. But, um, but man, my mind just starts going crazy when I start thinking back to all the memories I have of, of that era. Um, what was your question exactly, Travis? How we got into this business we're in today, right? Well, yeah, I want to know about this 180 degree turn, yeah. this, uh, this work from anywhere, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. tell me about that. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, the, the context was I married a healthy college athlete and at age 20 and by 25, maybe 26 years old after three children later, uh, she was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. I went to the doctor, was diagnosed with that, said, okay, what can you prescribe for me? And that was her first question. Why? Because neither one of us grew up in, in healthy fitness related, uh, homes. We didn't, we just didn't know what we didn't know. You know, we were eating the standard American diet, which I share with everybody what the acronym is for standard American diet. It is sad. Uh, <laughs> very That's sad. A good one. Okay. <laughs> hey, overcomer nation. I know we got a lot of fitness enthusiasts and fit pros out there. I have been doing fitness since 1996, and even before it was a career, I was passionate for probably 10 years earlier. Um, that is an acronym I had not heard yet, uh, so that's cool. Standard American diet is sad. Yes, it is. That, that, Very sad. Yeah, and the really statistics that, that go along with it are even sadder, but um, so we just didn't know what we didn't know all that to say. And so she's going to the doctor, what do you prescribe me? And he said, well, there's nothing I can prescribe you for at least back then for chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. He said, go take a good supplement and a good protein shake and basically good luck to you. So that's what sent us on a health journey 25 years ago, I believe it's been now. And over the next couple of years, we tried a lot of stuff, saw a lot of MDs, naturopaths, a lot of different supplement lines, a lot of different things, nothing that we could tell improved her health. In fact, she ended up getting worse with depression and insomnia and something called IBS. And she was a mess physically. And I was a CHP, a California health patrol officer during the season of our life. And I'm just like, man, I just want to fix this. I want to help her. But I was so frustrated. Long story short, we learned about the supplement line that we now promote. And uh, we started taking these products, we both of us did. And over the course of six months, just good whole food nutrition uh, and, and changing in our diet, because that kind of led to us learning and changing what we eat and, and all that and getting back to fitness and exercise that we let slip in our early 20s, just thinking like, hey, we're college athletes, we're still young, what's it matter? And just getting back to the key fundamentals that I know you you teach so well and Voila, over the next six months, all of our health problems, as I always say, the body is the is the greatest healer. It's the best hospital in town. Uh, if given the adequate resources, it's designed to do these things like heal itself. And it did over the next six months. So, 
you know, we, we believed in nutrition, we believed in fitness. And in fact, we kept taking those supplements for 15 years, every single day. Well, at age 40, 41, 42, in that era, when I was questioning everything, I, I, that's when I realized there's something I am passionate about. There's something I'm passionate about that does impact people. And that is health and fitness and diet and supplementation and all these things that I know you're a big proponent of as well. And so that's when I'm like, and I know I believe in these products and I believe in the 65 year old company. Nobody's ever heard of that manufactures them. I say, nobody's ever heard of they're in like 51 countries based in, in the U S and here in North America, 99.9% .9 of people have never heard their name, which, so I thought said, well, that's a great business opportunity to provide a need that's desperately lacking. We talked about the sad diet, right? <laughs> Obviously everyone's got getting everything they need from their modern day over farmed, over processed, commercialized diets. And, uh, and, and with the products that we believe in and, and an income, you know, pos, you know, an income compensation plan attached to it. Why not do that? So that's what kind of led us that direction to kind of, when I was reevaluating, what am I doing it and why am I doing it to jump into that space in March of 2015, and I didn't just quit my business. I mean, I had a family of eight to support. Right. And so, so what I did was started this thing on the side. And, and it's interesting because I, as you said, we've got over 10,000 people now in our organization, eight years later in many different countries, primarily North America, but many other countries as well. And what I realized is like most people start this as a side gig or a side income and we did too. So I'm still running my business. I'm working 50, 60 hours a week on the side. My wife together and I are doing this thing. We're impacting lives. We're doing what we do. And over the course of the 16 months that followed uh, is when, as you mentioned, we built this six figure passive income. And although it hadn't replaced my day job, my business income, at that point, I'm like, hey, our debt level, all we had was a mortgage, no other debt. We're like, you know what? We've got this. We can live on this. It's not going to be big money, but we can do it. And I took my, get this, Travis, I took my $40 million a year company that was making two, three, $4 million a year profit. And I had three partners, my little brother and my two younger cousins. And I gave them the company. I said, guys, I'm out. Here you go. It's yours. I'm out. I'm doing this other thing. And that was summer of 2016. And I've come home to be a full-time husband, father, and uh, entrepreneur in this space and just loving life. Wow. You just gave it to him. Gave I mean, it away. Certainly yeah. could have been some sort of evaluation and buyout. And uh, that's just how good you felt about what you were doing. Right. Uh, well, you know, there could be some people out there listening uh, that may be suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia or uh, just always interested in, you know, what supplements are working, you know, because there's a lot that don't. Um, there's a lot of junk out there. Right. Uh, what's the name of your company? What What are you? Uh... The name of the company, as I mentioned, 99% of people haven't heard of here in North America. It's a crazy story, but it's called Neo Life. N-E-O-L-I-F-E, -E, as in new life is what Neo stands for in Latin, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Founded in 1958, privately held. The founder is has be, become a dear, dear friend of mine. He's in his 80s now, healthy as a horse. I guess that's a saying. I don't know. Our horse is healthy. I don't know. He's healthy. <laughs> he he will still at our annual events do push-up competitions on stage with this 33-year-old daughter who's the CEO of our company. But it's a privately held company. 
uh, doing about a quarter billion dollar a year in, in, in annual revenue. But again, most our biggest market is Nigeria, South Africa, many com com countries in Europe and here in North America. Nobody knows the name. It's pretty phenomenal. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it does seem like a best kept secret. I mean, I'm looking at you and I couldn't believe that you were married 30 years. I'm like, when did this guy get married when he was 10? <laughs> you know, you look so young. And uh, and then, you know, you got an 80 year old founder doing push up contests. And, uh, you know, it sounds like, hey, you know, really the secret to healthy living is to eat better and move more. And, uh, you know, with that eating better is, of course, the supplements that we consume because we can't get it all from the foods that we eat. Uh, so it seems like uh, you got a good thing going. That's really exciting. Is there uh, quite an array of products or uh, is there just a, a few products? Yeah, yeah. A product line is probably close to 100 different products. If you include, they've got three categories. They've got their food-based supplements. Kind of their claim to fame is human food sourced nutrition. So the supplements are going to be coming from strawberries and and, and, you know, red bell peppers and wild caught salmon and depending on the supplement, right. But food, uh, food and human food sources and, um, all, you know, organic non-GMO, all that very clean stuff, but that's the makes up the majority of their product line. But then they have two other product lines, their healthy home care stuff, the non, you know, biodegradable, they, you know, they say, I, I don't know if you know this, Travis, but it's been said that in different studies have shown that the home is one of the most toxic environments most yeah. people spend time in, you know, with all the different chemicals and stuff that are in the home, the cleaners basically. And so anyway, they have a, a smaller line of, of that as well as a personal care line, you know, the shampoos and the skin cares and all that good stuff. Yeah, I have heard that about, you know, de kind of detoxifying your home to detoxify mm -hmm. yourself. Uh, that's, yeah, that's really awesome. So cool. Um, yeah. I have to ask you about your podcast because somewhere along the way in this journey, you know, you started your podcast and and I could have been reading an intro for the Overcomers podcast with the way, you know, you're helping people overcome and you got this motto where life is hard, succeed anyway. Um, what inspired you to start the podcast? Super good question. I'm glad you asked. It, it, it wasn't because I'm writing a book, which I am writing a book called Life's Hard Succeed Anyway. It should be out by August, maybe early August. It should be out. Um, that's not why, because uh, it just wasn't. And it's not because I use the podcast to promote or sell anything, because I don't. No ads, no promotion, no nothing. It's because I started writing the book about a year and a half ago. And the, the, the idea behind the book was, hey, I've been through a lot of hard. And as I'm coaching these people, entrepreneurial coaching more so than the health and fitness coaching that you do, as I'm coaching these people that want a better way of life, that want you know additional income stream, or they want to you know fire their boss or whatever the, the scenario is, is I could see excuses. I could see, I mean, it came up a lot, these people sharing their challenges. And as I started to be a little more bold to share some of the things I've been through, some of my life's hard, some of my things I've overcame during even the season when I was building a multi-million dollar business for my phone, this business we have today, eight years later, I could see figuratively speaking, like the scales falling off their eyes, like, wow, it, they wouldn't say this, but like, I thought your life was just perfect and easy. And it looks like it, you know, from social media or whatever at the mm -hmm. time. And but I had no idea you were going through all this stuff and still building a and still succeeding anyway with a happy marriage and, you know, a great family and financially and all these things. 
And that's when I got the idea, wow, what if I write a book and, and I, and I start doing a better job communicating and not being afraid to share the challenges I've been through and the heart I've been through and the lesson, most importantly, the lessons learned through those challenges so that this could be a value, this book, this was the idea. This book could be of major value to anyone, really of any age, of any occupation, just someone who wants to grow, be encouraged and, and live a more productive, purposeful, happy life, essentially. And so I start writing the book. Well, it's been a long, long process. That was like a year and a half ago. And then last year, sometime in 2022, I realized, why don't I start a podcast? My story is one thing, but I'm just one of many, as you know, I'm yeah. one of many. And I, you know, only certain people are going to resonate with my experiences. What if I start a podcast just, just really as a, a ministry, as a, as a goodwill, as a, as something that was on my heart, something that I would thoroughly enjoy of getting to bring other people's stories to light in a way to do it because I wasn't using the book. Although I understand you've done that with the book and I, that might be a future book in the future for me, but I, I, that was the idea behind the podcast. So I started it in September of, of last year. We're only 30 some odd episodes in weekly show. And it's already just, it's, it's just been phenomenal. Travis, I, I can't believe, I'm not even know what I was doing, you know, podcast, you know, the first few episodes, the mic's not that great. I, you know, it's just, I, I just keep learning as I go. I don't know if you can relate with that or not, but it's been a blast. And I've just had some phenomenal guests on there, you know, pe people that, you know, just, I mean, pastors of churches of 7,000, you know, comedians with millions of followers, just, you know, NFL players and everyday people like, like me, you know, that have been through hard and are succeeding anyway. So I've just, I've just been having a blast with it. Well, you know, we, we surely are in alignment. Uh, it was us sharing our story in a book that uh, caused other people to share their stories with us. And, and we really just wanted to give a platform for people to connect because we were originally afraid to share our story. I had a mentor in my life saying, oh, you got to write a book about this. And I'm like, if I write a book, it's going to collapse my business. <laughs> you know, like I made these mistakes in my past and I, I carry like this scarlet letter and what I found was uh, just like what you're finding and, and have found, which was, you know, when we can actually just be authentic and share our troubles that people feel more connected to us and, and understand that they're not alone. And, and so, uh, you know, awesome job to you, uh, you know, giving people a platform and sharing your struggles and, and letting people see that your life is not perfect because it sounds pretty perfect, you know, 30 years of marriage, six kids, you know, like, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's awesome. Let me, yeah, uh, I, I, and it, and it, and it, and it, and it definitely appears that way. It then again, it appeared that way 10 years ago when I'm running a $40 million business and on the outside, everything looked great. Nobody knew I was struggling with alcohol and that I had a DUI and that, you know, I had a daughter that was struggling with addiction and had lost a brother to suicide and the list goes on and on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows those things. If we don't tell them, I mean, social media is a highlight reel. It's wow. really a highlight reel. And I, and I just, I just want to encourage people that, you know, that I had somebody, I, you got time for a one minute story? Well, absolutely. I was going to ask for one anyway, because, um, you know, when you talk about life's hard succeed anyway, and you've already just dropped some major things, uh, you know, as far as uh, having a child struggling with addiction and, and uh, a loss of another child and, and, you know, my condolences on that. And, and I was, I'm not sure where you're going to go with your one minute story, but I was going to ask you for those challenges that caused oh, yeah. you, you know, create. Yeah. Spot. Yeah. Well, I'll tell the story and then I'll, I'll answer your, I'll tell you a little more of the challenges, but I, I remember I was on a podcast years ago 
you know, it was an industry specific uh, podcast after Nicole, my wife and I had had some measurable success in the industry that we're in here a year or two into it. And I remember that the host of this podcast, a big, big podcast, millions and millions of downloads. And he, and he said, you know, I was told by a mentor one time, and I think this will be an encouraging story for your listeners is it encouraged me. I love the perspective. He said, if you could just imagine going to a swap meet and everybody there was all the people, you know, and in front of every person is a table and on the table are all the challenges each person has that we can't see them. Right. I wouldn't know your challenges of the past, Travis, unless you had told me, but, but so, and we don't know that about people, other people that don't tell us. So you could go walk around the swap meet and you could see everybody's challenges laying right there on the table before them. And you could swap with anyone's table that you want. You could give them your challenges and you could take theirs. Basically, you could trade places with them essentially, right? He said, my mentor told me, probably if you walked around and you looked and you analyzed the whole situation, you'd probably come back to your table and say, I'm good with the challenges I've got. And although that may or may not be true, I think it probably is more true than not. And it just helps me with perspective to realize, you know what? No, everybody has challenges. Everybody has challenges and some choose to be victims in them and others choose to be victors in them. And I know what I choose, you know, we, we all have a choice on how we respond to them. But some of the challenges to answer your question is before this, this scenario or this season of my life around age 40, where I was really questioning my life my purpose, my occupation, all of this, even before that, we had had some challenges. But, you know, and for some, they might think they're huge. Like we had our second daughter at age 14 diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And and she, today she's uh, married 20, almost 29 and uh, cancer free. So the story ends well, but when you're a young parent, you know, Nobody knows how that story ends. Your child's diagnosed with cancer. And I know I've had people on my podcast that have lost 11-year-old daughter to, to leukemia. You know, it doesn't always turn out that way. And so that was like one of the earlier challenges. Obviously, I could go back to childhood and talk about more, but just for sake of time, like as a married man, that we had a nine-year-old daughter when we were living in Georgia that had spent uh, at least a week at Children's Hospital of Atlanta with ongoing seizures that they couldn't get stopped. Um, and again, she's 20, almost six and seizure free today. So these, those were happy endings, but in the time we didn't know that. But if I fast forward to that season of my life, when we really got pounded in addition to like, just life, like, and there's stories behind this, but we've moved 22 times, Travis, in 30 years of marriage, 22 moves in 30 years of marriage. And uh, so, you know, some people would say moving's a challenge. Well, we've done that 22 times in 30 years. But to me now, those are so small. <laughs> those are so right. minor compared yeah. to this season when I, when, I, when I was describing earlier. And that was after 43 years of marriage. Now, my wife, she, she grew up in a home that was broken at two years old. I think her dad split. She grew up visiting her father in prison. And uh, I did a whole interview of her, uh, episode 33, I think maybe, I don't know, or 23 on my, on my podcast, you know, telling her story, but that's how she grew up. I grew up with this, like leave it to beaver kind of family. So in around 40, when my dad left my mom and, and for, you know, for another woman and my family was ripped in two. And I told Nicole, my wife, I said, I think it might've been easier on you. What you described as having your father leave your mom at two years old, than 
than what happened to me when I'm 40, <laughs> you know, something years old. Crazy. Well, that started a ripple effect. There's a lot more details behind that than just my dad leaving my mom. But as you could imagine, but that happened. So that was a challenge in this season. This has started this whole ripple effect. My sister, one of my only two sisters, younger sister, who was 39, happily married, like the PTA soccer mom, four children, takes her life. Mm. And, and that whole thing with my parents was, I know, a, no doubt a part of the, of his, her story. And then, and then a couple years later, my younger brother and only brother, 42 years old, I think realtor, top Keller Williams agent in the nation, pulling in six, seven, $8 million a year in commissions, profit, you know, um, a year and stuff takes his life. And he was also my business partner. He was also my only brother and very dear friend. Um, he takes his life, happily married, no children. And, um, and so those were some of the things my oldest daughter was struggling with addiction. That daughter to this day, getting ready to turn 29, is living on the streets of North Hollywood, California somewhere, doing who knows what to survive. That's an ongoing uh, challenge that we face daily you know? And so, and, and there's more, but those were some of the, the low lights. I won't call them highlights, but those were some of the low lights during a season. Oh, and I was left to negotiate the, the divorce settlement on behalf of my mom, because during this whole season, she went into a deep, deep bedridden, not I'm depressed and functionable. Like I never get off the couch so much. So I lost all my muscle and I can't walk now a few years later and uh, you can't even get to the bathroom. And so now I'm dealing with, with that. So, it, it, oh, and my only remaining sibling, only remaining sibling is uh, convicted of felony charges. Another soccer mom of four married to an architect and goes away to prison for a couple of years, all in the season. And, and I grew up in a town in central California. I live in Nashville now, but I grew up in a town where my grandfather was a real estate broker. My last name was on all the yard signs of homes for sale like everybody knew our 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 name and our family in a small i mean i don't know what small is it's relative but in a town of forty thousand people you know an isolated town it wasn't like part of a bigger city it was like you knew everybody you know felt like anyway in in the community especially when you've been there for generations and all that happened during that season and that travis was when i was like and that was the season that was where my business was and i'm like what am i doing what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Why am I here? It's not about the money. And so those were just a few, there's more, but those were some of the, the challenges I was facing during that season that got caused me to reevaluate everything in my life. Well, let me just say one, you know, thank you for sharing that on our show today. Uh, because, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, you know, that you're not alone. Uh, you know, that even somebody that can come on the show and be successful like you are, uh, you know, has challenges. And, and so that should be encouraging to you, one, to know that you're not alone, and two, to know that you can succeed anyway, uh, you know, to use your <laughs> motto right there. I love it. Um, those, those were immense challenges. And, and I do want to go back to where you gave that analogy. It was a great visual, and there was a swap meet, and you could swap with anybody's challenges. Um, uh, two words that I've become kind of attached to is divine uniqueness. And I think that 
what happens is that we're not only born with a divine uniqueness, but life comes at us in such a way that it creates a divine uniqueness. And only we, because of the life that we've lived, you know, the losses that we've had, the struggles that we've had, have this divine uniqueness that um, we're able to be a benefit to others, right? And uh, you, you certainly have had an array of challenges that make you very qualified to be of a great benefit. Um, you know, Wayne Dyer, I, I love listening to him. He's gone now, but he's got some great books left behind. And he says, uh, big Dharma, big problems. <laughs> you know, if you have a big purpose in life, you're going to have some big problems. Right. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to uh, go back to that swap meet analogy. And if we can go into that swap meet with that perspective, understanding that our divine uniqueness has prepared us for a purpose in such a way then even if we look on a table and see, wow, that person only had a few challenges in their life, you know, maybe I'll swap with them. You know, that seems pretty good. Um, then you give up your divine uniqueness and you give up your purpose and you give up the fact that you can benefit so many by maintaining your challenges and overcoming them and, and being a resource to others when they need a path, you know? So thanks for sharing with our audience and thanks for having the podcast that you're having and living the life that you're living. It's a, it's a great example to us. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. And for so many years, you know, I was just uh, wanted to avoid challenges. I wanted, I was looking for some utopia in life, like literally from the place I live, the city I moved to, that's partly, partly why we move so much. And, and, and I realized, you know, and I know, you know, this Travis, it's like some of the people with the deepest, I mean, with some of the, yeah, some of the people that are just the deepest wells of insight, of wisdom, of knowledge, of character, of all the qualities and attributes that I admire and want to be, they have been through some of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. And so now I have a whole nother perspective on it. I look back and I say, you know, adversity, these challenges, trials, whatever you want to call them, problems. They are the PhD in character mm -hmm. development. They yeah. are the master's degree, whatever you want to call it, in, in, in character development. And, and not only can we succeed, you know, in spite of these challenges of, that we've been through, I think, you know, I'd take it even a step further. I'd say they're almost critical. Uh, and many times they are critical for us to learn the lessons and become and grow in the areas we need to grow in to, as you, you know, as you were talking about, to become the person that we need to be uniquely us, to be able to impact people, to be able to accomplish these things. And, and the only other thing I, I really was remiss to not add to that list is all those things I shared with you were challenges outside of my control, the parents, divorce, my siblings, suicide, all those things. Right. But the one thing that was in my control was the choices I made on how to respond to it. And a mm -hmm. self-inflicted challenge was I started drinking and I woke up with a DUI of the sort that was so astronomically high on the blood alcohol level content that, and, and remember, I was the guy that used to arrest the DUIs. You talk about humbling. Yeah. I mean, here I am in a cold jail cell and going, what in the world has happened to my life? And uh, ended up being required to go to rehab and a whole other thing. So that was like, that was a super humbling season. So I'll, not all the challenges, I just want to be clear, not all of my challenges were not self-inflicted. Some of them were. And so I just wanted to, to say that as well. I didn't always handle things correctly during that yeah. season. Well, right. And, but I mean, even that, 
is uh, you know a lesson learned like there's no losses only lessons and right you know where you can be a resource to someone and say hey listen <laughs> you know life is uh 10 what happens to you 90 how you react to it let me tell you how i reacted wrong in this situation yes. and we've all been there you know we've all chosen to lay down uh for at least a given period of time after getting knocked down and and then uh you know we decide how long we're going to stay there you know and right. we decide on a more positive response uh, you know so really uh really just awesome shares alan i i, I want to thank you for that um you know you came on today and it seems to me that you have in a time where there was a struggle going on in your life you questioned your purpose and then you found something you're passionate about and you pursued a deeper purpose and now you're even taking the troubles of your lives and others and you're you're sharing a great message and making a great impact um what would you say to our listeners about that as to just any any important shares for them in their own life on you know following your passion living your purpose overcoming the challenges of life you know yeah um well I think that the first thing that came to mind when you asked me that question was just the importance of vision, Travis. As I thought, I thought a lot even more recently in trying to finalize this book and trying to, you know, really put the bow on it, if you will. But what what is what was the difference between the life during that season of my life when I felt like I'm just getting punched in the face, you know, the waves, I keep referring to waves as the analogy as the, as the bad thing, right. Or, you know, could be perceived as the bad thing. The challenge It just kept pounding me and pounding me and pounding me and me not reacting to it as well as I should have. And, and not that I've got it mastered today because I surely don't, but it's a, it's night and day difference. How I view challenges, how I respond to challenges, how I'm prepared for them. And even in the midst of them, as I said, with my daughter and others that I'm still, still going through them. It's not like we're on the smooth sailing season. And I've accepted that. That's a, that's a big takeaway to accept the fact that life's never going to be perfect, that there's always going to be challenges. And it's just like, if, if a challenge is a wave, it's we're it's in one of three parts of it. We either are in the middle of it. We're getting hammered by it right now, or we just came through a challenge or another one's on the horizon and it's coming. Like we're that's that's how I view life. And just even having that mindset that goes, hey, I'm not running from challenges. They're coming. And so I just want to make sure I'm prepared to handle them well, to grow through them, as you said, to learn through them. Mm -hmm. That's huge. But the other thing, and back to where I was heading with this, is vision. During that season when I made the wrong decisions and did not handle things well, I struggled to have a vision for my life. I didn't. I really didn't. The vision was not compelling. It, I guess everybody has a vision. The vision might be to, you know, to be, to do nothing. You know, some people's vision is to do nothing, is to play video games all day. That's their vision for their life. So ever, I guess you could say everyone has a vision, um, but I didn't have a compelling vision that excited me, that gave me passion. And now that I do, and that's why I'm really passionate about helping people clarify their vision so they can stop settling and whatever that is in their health, in their fitness, in their relationships, in their finances, whatever the thing is, stop settling and really get clear on what are you doing and why are you doing it? Because when we do that, it is a game changer and it is the difference between a wave pounding you and blindsiding you. It's the difference between an unscalable mountain or at least feeling that way and that mountain, that challenge becoming a speed bump or a 
hurdle to hop over. It's not always easy, but we just get over it and through it. And so that's the, what I would say is I think it's so important to be clear on our vision, why we're doing what we're doing, and more importantly, where we're going. And then the challenges are just, our vision is beyond the challenges. We're just moving through them instead of getting hung up in them and blindsided by them, if that makes sense. No, that's so good. That's so good. Having a compelling vision. So then that way you can see beyond the challenges. Are you going through challenges or are you growing through challenges? I love when yes. you say growing through them. That's really good. Well, Alan, this has just been a terrific episode. And I know that our listeners have gotten a lot out of it. So thank you for all that you shared today. My pleasure. It's been fun. Yeah, we will definitely be putting in the show notes about Neo Life so that people can learn more about that as well as your podcast and and be on the lookout for your upcoming book, Life's Hard Succeed Anyway. It's coming up in uh, just over a month. Awesome. Looking, looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!